Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is July the 20th, 2019, 50 years ago today. Strong hand. Long-term thinking, unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is next Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Deferral, gratification, conviction. Avoid mediocrity, people. Everyone, check out disruptmeister.com. TechBalt on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Yesterday's This Week in Bitcoin show was great. Guests from Brazil, the Philippines, and South Africa. You're hearing about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency uh, on that show from perspectives you don't hear anywhere else. Best guests in the space, baby. Pound that like button. And of course, this is the Beyond Bitcoin show. So we're only going to talk a little bit about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency here. See here, we talk politics, we have health, lifestyle, all sorts of fun things we talk here. The moon landing 50 years ago. So if you're new to the channel, this show is Beyond Bitcoin. Thus the title. Thus the title. All right. Okay. So uh, also, if you have questions, type in Bitcoin Meister, Bitcoin Meister. Okay. And there's actually a guy in the chat right now who asked me if I was Jewish and he said he's serious. And I mean, if you've watched this show for what, like two seconds, I, I think it's pretty obvious. You know, I, <laughs> I've said it many times, <laughs> many times. Okay, and yeah, so I'm in Tel Aviv, of course. Beautiful Tel Aviv. The streets are crowded. I mean, I, I just can't believe. I mean, it, it, if this guy is telling the truth, um, it, and he's actually watched this show before, numerous shows, um, there's a, clearly a lack of listening comprehension if he doesn't know I'm Jewish at this point. point. If, if you, I mean, it's it's laughable. It's it's. But this is the way of the world, you know. The 80 percenters. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Okay. And maybe there's a language problem. Maybe the guy, it's not his native language, English. I, I have no idea. I think it's an absolutely ridiculous question to ask, though. Okay, so, um, I, I mean, if you've watched the show before. So, other side of capitalism. Let's let's talk about that here. There's so many people out there that, that complain, like, whoa, I could get fired for my job at any time. I work for a corporation that could fire me at any time. That's horrible. The system is so abusive. It's so abusive. Well, dude. You know, you can quit your job anytime also. That, that, that's another, that's the other side of the coin here that, that people don't, when they're vilifying capitalism, well, the big nasty boss can just fire you. Well, you could just quit. And then the big nasty boss is in a big, uh, he's in a bind. He's got to hire someone. He's got to go through a, a long process of, of, of replacing you. So it goes both ways. And you rarely hear the boss side of things when people are complaining about, oh, the, the evils of capitalism. Oh, we must... We must go the way of Bernie. Um, so there is a price to pay for the immediate need, so-called need, for nice things you really can't afford, okay? You want that big car and that big house so much that you're willing to take such a job. You need that job at that corporation because you need you can't defer gratification. You need that big house now. You need that big car now. You need to go out for fancy meals every night with the wife, Okay. This is a, so you've gotten yourself in this situation where you could be fired at any moment. Again, if you, I mean, there's a price to pay. There's a price 
to pay for immediate gratification. You're gonna, you might end up at a job that you don't like where you could be, you could be fired at any point, okay, at any, at any moment. And then you complain about it. Well, you got yourself in that situation. You needed all those so-called nice things and fancy sets and graphics and all of that stuff. Um, and so you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be angry at the system. You're playing into the system. I mean, that the big car in the house, they are all there because of capitalism, by the way. So you don't, you don't have to have a boss in the, in the capitalistic system. You could be your own boss, but you won't have that big car or that big house right away. And you will learn to appreciate the investment and the capital that the boss, the boss puts into a business. It just, it just doesn't magically appear people, you know, <laughs> Oh, he, he's just the big boss because he's the big, boss. no, he, he built the business up. He invested money and time and capital into it. Okay. So defer gratification, if you don't spend a lot now, you could work for yourself or, uh, or not be desperate if you suddenly get fired. Okay. That, that's another thing. So many people, they suddenly get fired and they're totally desperate because they have no savings. They haven't deferred gratification at all. Uh, Get rid of the constant need for social validation because uh, just, just because you have to. I mean, because you, you want this social validation from having things. That's, what, that's, that's why you needed things in the first place because you're getting validated by your, uh, by your friends and family. No, you don't need that social validation. And you don't need that certain job to fit in. Fitting in is overrated. If you fall into the social validation trap, then yeah, you're going to end up working a job. You're going to end up in debt, and you're angry, you're going to end up angry at the system, at the capitalistic system. But you put you pushed it to the limit there. You put the metal to, to was it the the pedal to the metal? Okay, you were going out, go get all, getting all that stuff. Your desire for more stuff needs to be related to what you actually have saved. So you don't get into these situations where you suddenly get fired and you're broke and you're complaining about the system. Again, take it, just defer gratification, people, and work for yourself. Um, you don't you don't have to have all that, the big fancy house, the big fancy car, going out to dinner every night. And I think you, you maybe end up happier and uh, you, minimalist lifestyle or, or a version of it, okay? You don't need to keep up with the Joneses. And when you do, you put the pedal to the metal and you end up uh, bitter when you get fired or you end up blaming others. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's totally your, you could work for yourself. You could. You just have to set up things in a certain way. It's your fault. It's not the mean, big mean boss's fault. Oh, he promoted this person. I mean, that, that's the way it works. There's office politics. You're getting into a job because you needed a you needed a big salary, and then you're gonna have to deal with the office politics that come with it because you needed that big car and everything. Okay. Life isn't fair when you're working for someone else. Okay. It isn't a meritocracy. That that's that, again, it should be. If, if the company was run that way, it would be more efficient. But hey, personal responsibility is a new counterculture. If a, if, a, if a guy wants to run a business a certain way that's not efficient, then I mean, he'll pay the price in the long run. All right. So wealth gap. We're talking about the wealth gap. How about the stuff gap? Yeah, the, the stuff gap. That I mean, that has closed over time. You, you have to, people, uh, the wealth gap has increased, people complain about. The richest 1%, their, their uh, total, uh, their wealth in, in terms of the assets that they have, their uh, net worth has increased at a, at a faster rate than some of the poorer people. Okay, so what? You could still, still aim to be them. 
they're getting wealthier faster than you are. Well, you're still getting wealthier. And the biggest thing is because it's just envy. You're, you're, it's just based on it's numerical envy. Why do they get to have a billion dollars, but I only get to have $200,000. Oh, wait a second, only $200,000. And here's the thing. The stuff gap has closed over time, okay? A regular person, a poor person, because of those evil bankers and credit cards, and they're not evil, because they gave, they gave credit cards, have given people the opportunity to have boats, houses, and some of it's, of course, you can rent a boat, you can rent a motorcycle, you can rent a Lamborghini, you could go to the best clubs, you can go to the best pools, you can buy the finest liquors, you could buy the finest foods, you can go out to dinner all the time. And that's with that credit card, you could be in the bottom 10% and you can get all the things. What can a person in the bottom 10%, what can't a person in the bottom 10%, what can't they get that a one percenter can get, okay? There's not much you can say. There's not much you can say. Back in the day, the, the poor could not get what the wealthy could get at all. Now you can you can live for a day, you can blow your whole wad and you can live and go into great debt, live just like a wealthy person. And people are doing it all the darn time. And people are getting all sorts of stuff, nice sofas, nice clothes, nice designer clothes that the wealthy have, that the wealthy can easily afford because they have assets because they've saved. But middle-class people buy the same stuff that the wealthy people buy. The stuff gap has clearly decreased, okay? You can, you can live like a wealthy person. The standard of living of, of the poor and the middle class has increased so much, but we have these political people screaming about the wealth gap, the wealth gap. It's just envy. It's just envy. Um, all right? This is, I mean... So yeah, th there you go. This is capitalism. You didn't have to buy all that stuff. You weren't you weren't forced to buy all that stuff to be to live like a, a billionaire, but you did. And hey, that's one way people choose to live, and that's their personal responsibility. And if you want to do that, you could do that. You could do that if you want to do it. Okay, pound that like button. I just making sure I didn't uh, skip anything. Yeah, I, but I mean, it is amazing. That these that people complain and complain and complain. They're living lot lives of luxury. Sure, they're in debt, but they're still living lives of luxury. They made the choice, okay, to buy all those fancy things. And then they're like, well, why does that person have more assets than me? Because you were buying stuff instead of buying assets. <laughs> That's why they're wealthier than you. Okay, but you still have the stuff. Enjoy the stuff at least. The stuff gap has closed. Okay, so people can't get it through their heads that buying real assets gets you wealthy. It is that simple. It is that simple. While buying stuff makes you, it, 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 well, it makes you, it gets you in debt. And, uh, and it makes you angry about the wealth gap <laughs> that you chose to increase. Again, you're buying stuff. So your net worth is going down. Okay. They're buying assets. So their net worth is going up. So you are helping increase the wealth gap that you're complaining about. But you still got the stuff, okay? It's if you want to close the wealth gap, then buy assets, buy real assets. This is, the, I mean, there was an article complaining about how those who made investments got richer. Yeah, of course, of course they did. It's that simple, and it's fair. You didn't. They, they could have bought stuff instead. They could have bought uh, cars and, and and nights out with the ladies and everything like that. Uh, so. Yeah, anyone could have deferred gratification and bought assets instead of going to dinner and drinks every night.
or buying ice cream or, or whatever people do. I, I, I don't even know. I don't even because I buy asset. I I buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin is is the best real asset to get. You buy it, your wealth, your net worth increases. Yeah, and then when in, in a later date you can buy fancy things and you still have assets. You still have a high net worth. Okay, but again, some people need it now. They need all the stuff that the wealthy people have now. They don't get that the wealthy people built up real wealth, real assets over time, and then they bought some stuff and they still have wealth and savings. But again, the, the, the people who complain about the wealth gap, they're like, it's unfair. We need to steal the assets of the people who planned so that I have assets because I had to buy stuff and uh, it's unfair that they bought assets. So I need to steal there, make the government uh, take their assets and redistribute it to me so I can waste it, waste their assets. All right. So uh, personal, and it's personal responsibility. People choose stuff over assets. You can't force people to do something else. Okay. You can't force them to do it. If they want to buy the stuff, let them buy the stuff. Um, you know, people, I'm giving you an education here. People can ignore the education as well. Ignore it, whatever. Ultimately, the again, the ultimate asset is Bitcoin. Anyone could have bought Bitcoin. Anyone can still buy this real asset instead of going out to eat one night, okay? Or instead of spending $200 at the club, they could buy a Bitcoin. And back in the day, not too long ago, what, 2015? You, instead of, I'm sure there are many people out there. They, uh, in 2015, they spent $200 at the club. And uh, instead, and, and, that one, and they don't even remember that night now. They could have bought one Bitcoin. And they would have, uh, what, $11,000 worth of assets right now instead of $0 worth of assets being in debt, in debt with a lot of stuff complaining about uh, why is the wealth gap in increasing. The wealth gap is BS. It is just for complainers, people who can't compete, people who can't simply just buy assets instead of buying ridiculous stuff. It, it's that simple. It's their fault. It's not your fault. If you did the right thing and bought assets, it, it, it's not your fault. Don't let them blame you. Or if they're going to blame you, just ignore them and don't be their friends. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's a waste of time. Now, speaking pound that like button. Speaking about wastes of time, Scott Adams says we are all bigoted in our own ways, and it's it's a waste of time to call others racist. And you know what? I, I agree. I agree. We all favor our families. Okay, we all favor our families. And then we expand our family outward to our, maybe our religion, our race, or whatever. And maybe we're going to favor one of – it doesn't mean we hate other races. It doesn't mean we we, we hate other religions. We are going to favor – I mean, I guess bigoted is a is – a, uh, bigoted and racism are just dirty words, okay? They are, but we are all biased in our own ways, okay? We are, and, that, and that's just life. And get, it doesn't mean you can't be friends with someone of a different race. Um, we're all going to favor our families. And our, our closer inner circles, it doesn't mean we hate other races. And so getting into these insane discussions on social media about who's a racist, who's not a racist, it is all about clickbait. It's all a waste of your time. And it, it boils down to just nothing in, in the long run. So just boil it down to what Scott Adams said. Yeah, we're, we're all racist. We're all racist. Let's move on. We're all racist. And, and just be happy about it. We can all be friends still. I mean, <laughs> I mean again, let, let's not worry about it. I mean, for some people, just the whole racism thing is just a complaint that they just live off of. They get so much glory out of that victimhood. And uh, they don't, they're not productive people in, in the long run at all. And they're not happy people. So, yeah, 
be be happy and say like, yeah, well, whatever. I, I might I like certain people. Uh, I, I'm going to favor certain people that may, maybe look like me or my religion and that I hang out with. And, but it doesn't mean I hate other people. And that's just that's it. And we can all go our separate ways. We can be friends. And there we go. People are people are cliquish. Okay. People are tribal. Oh well. So uh, here is a an interesting poll for the people, and this just shows you how obsessed some people are with this race thing. Uh, poll, one-third of, and this is linked to below, poll, one-third of Democrats say any criticism of politicians of color is racist. <laughs> oh, God. So you, you can't win. You can't win. I mean, if you, if you, if you say a, something critical about a, 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 politi a female uh, Hispanic politician, you're racist. Even though it's, if it's a legitimate complaint, you're racist. So you can't win. So why waste your time with that? Why, why waste your time with such people? They love victimhood. Let them be victims. Okay, great. Bye. That's awesome. Um, and it, it's just so funny. It's it's feelings. It, it's just totally feelings over facts. Okay, it's totally feelings over facts. And that's the clickbait. That that's that's what gets the clicks these days too. And that's what the media covers. And it's you know this week was a, a perfect uh, example of that. I mean, we had the the government was talking about uh, Bitcoin and, and and Facebook coin and everything. And you could you could learn a lot about. You could learn a lot. It was a big story. But what did the media cover? Racism, 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 racism. So you should be happy that you weren't obsessed with racism this week. You're paying attention to a story that involves economics that you could draw some conclusions from, that you can see like, wow, this world is really getting into cryptocurrency here. I better build up my Bitcoin stash. So in the future, I'm, uh, I've got a lot of savings. I have real assets. And if need be, I can just run away from the mob screaming about racism. <laughs> Again, that's the beauty of Bitcoin and the beauty of having an asset like that. You can just, if, if you don't like the political situation, get out, just leave, move, move away, go away um, and, and start anew. And it's really easy. So yeah, uh, what, I just want to make sure, yeah, the political story of the week is racism while uh, the Facebook, okay, yeah, okay, I just said that. So Yaron Brook uh, expands uh, at the 24 minute mark of the, it's a good video. Uh, that I linked to below at the 24 minute mark. He says, you, you got to care about yourself. You got to care about yourself. Um, but you do, if you're going to care about politics, if you're going to pay attention about politics, pay attention for only one reason, that you want to live in an environment where you can maximize your potential, where you can make your life the best life it can be. So if you see that there's a socialist framework out there forming, you got to decide, okay, I'm paying attention to the politics. It looks like there's a socialist framework building around me. Am I going to be able to make the most of myself in this uh, co in this uh, context here, um, in, uh, in this political environment? And then you decide, well, if, if you're not, am I going to have to alter something or am, am I going to have to leave? Or I'm, I'm going to have to make a big deal to make sure this doesn't happen. So, yeah, again, uh, if you're going to pay attention to politics, think of it in, you know, is this is this helping me thrive? Is this helping me thrive? And can I live in this environment? And uh, in the United States currently, I, I think uh, you're, you're in good shape. You, you you can still start your own business. You can still buy your own Bitcoin. Um, but I mean, don't waste too much time on it. Don't waste too much time on it. And uh, don't, again, if you've got Bitcoin, you can just leave anyway. Uh, it, it is funny though the people who blow the presidential election out of, I mean, because the presidential, the president is just one part of the, uh, there's three branches of government. It's the executive branch. So, I mean, but, but we live in an era 
of egos and worship and pedestals. So the president has just become so big, so huge, so, so blown out of proportion. And this election, it, everyone's basically saying it's coming down to suburban women. That, that, that's what's going to swing the elections. I mean, the same people who are sitting at home watching Oprah and watching Good Morning America, <laughs> they're going to decide on, on this. Uh, they're going to make the big difference. So it shows you, um, yeah, it, it, <laughs> control your own destiny. Don't put your fate in the president, okay? Don't put your, uh, don't, don't, don't rely on what, uh, who, who's the president for your job or, or for, for important aspects of your life because it, it's silly how it's going to be decided. It really is silly um, that the people, it, it's going to be, it's going to be decided on emotions and, uh, and, and not facts. So put yourself in a position where you don't have to worry about that type of stuff. And again, uh, you know, if, 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 if the executive branch, the judicial branch, and the legislative branch, if they all became uh, just completely socialist and communist, yeah, then, yeah, you'd have to worry and, and, and leave. Yeah, that, that's a serious thing. You, you wouldn't be able to operate and maximize your potential under, under such a situation. But again, if, uh, you know, Elizabeth Warren became president, I think you still would be able to, uh, to work around uh, the situation. Don't, don't, again, don't waste too much time on it. Now, there is a, uh, a vice a relative sent me this, uh, this Twitter tweet from, from Vice. Now, again, I guess the story is on tonight, but it's a six-minute clip. It's about a Detroit. They have private security now, uh, kind of like in South Africa, uh, where there's like a private police force in certain neighborhoods. And, uh, I mean, the, the, the positive spin on this is that a private security force does a better job than the public but of course, you're being, if you live in Detroit, you're paying high taxes, you're paying for the incompetent public police, and then you also are paying for a private police force. So it, it does show you that, hey, privatization is good on many levels. We, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't rely uh, on the government to solve all our problems. We shouldn't have uh, public schools. And uh, we clearly could have private police forces also. Uh, my relative said, oh, do you know if this is going on in Baltimore yet? I was like, well, eventually it'll happen in Baltimore. <laughs> but I, I did, I did kind of get a flashback when I heard about the private Detroit uh, security force. I'm like, isn't that RoboCop? Like, isn't that? So I, I went to the Wiki, Wikipedia page for for the original RoboCop movie in 1987, and it, it, and yeah, it's it's about a dystopian uh, future in in uh, in Detroit <laughs> where there's a private security force, and then it kind of. I think it vilifies the private security force, the movie. I, I haven't seen the movie for a while. I don't know if I've ever even seen the full movie before. It's hard to remember. Um, but it is interesting that RoboCop, uh, they, they predicted a dystopian Detroit, and this is what you got. I mean, it, it really is. It's, it's not a good situation inside of Detroit. I mean, you, you can't – Detroit used to be a city of 2 million people. Now it's less than a million people. It was the fourth largest city in the United States. It may have even been – the third at one point, I, I'm not sure, but um, in terms of population, but yeah, this is, it's, it's, it is a shock to see. I, last time I was in Detroit was, um, oh yeah, the day before I bought a uh, Bitcoin for the first time in 2013, in November of 2013. Uh, and it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's not good stuff. I will say that the, the suburb I was uh, staying in, uh, northwest of the city, uh, that, that police force was very responsive. That was a public police force. 
two, two responses. Okay, um, I think I've told that story before. So on the plane, one of the movies I, I watched, and this is when I watch movies, I don't pay to see movies in the movie theater, was the Bohemian Rhapsody uh, movie. And I thought, I thought it was pretty good. I, 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 I like uh, Freddie Mercury's and, and Queen's music. I think they, they had some, definitely had some classics. There's, there's no doubt about it. And he was, he was quite an entertainer, quite, quite a voice, an incredible voice. Um, so it was an entertaining movie. And of course, since I'm in uh, mourning, I couldn't listen to, like the minute a song would stop, I would have to take my earplugs off. And then you could tell when the song ended and I'd put the earplugs back in. But um, I, what, one thing that I did, I realized, uh, the, the actress that plays his girlfriend, and I have my doubts about how, in real life, how much she really was his girlfriend. I mean, he obviously was a homosexual, and, and that's covered in the movie. They say he was bisexual. I, I have my doubts. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I didn't know the guy or anything like that. But um, he, uh, I mean, if he was bisexual, he had to be, like, like 90% homosexual. I mean, come on. But she was hot. So what a beautiful actress. And uh, Lucy Boynton, Boynton is her name. And she's blonde haired. And it's so funny. I realized that on the show, when I bring up the hot actresses, that I, the only ones I mentioned are the blonde haired ones. And that's the funniest thing in life. In, in, real, in real Adam Meister life, I'm more so attracted to dark haired women. But it's just interesting that I, when I, some of these blonde hair uh, actresses that I've seen in these movies, especially those old ones, uh, you know, you've heard me bring up like uh, Candace Bergen was hot once and uh, it was it Sybil Shepherd was hot once. And I didn't realize that. I had no idea they were hot once. Um, they're all blonde. And uh, this, she's very beautiful, Lucy. And I, I, and I thought, it, and this guy who played Freddie Mercury ended up going, it's, it's his girlfriend now in real life. So the guy who played Freddie Mercury, he got, got with uh, the, his co-star, which is uh, it's interesting if you're into that Hollywood type of stuff. All right, pound that like button like uh, Freddie Mercury really wouldn't have pounded. Okay, so Taval says, Bitcoinmeister, do you bother telling your friends and family to buy Bitcoin? I told mine when Bitcoin was 3,500 and they frowned upon me. Yeah, I've, I've been telling my friends and family since the moment I bought, since I just, I just uh, referenced that I was in Detroit in uh, 2013, November 2013. I've been telling my friends and family since that date to buy it, yes. And there's, and like one has basically, or one or two or three, whatever it is. Um, have you ever uh, considered writing a book? No, it's too much time. But um, I, I have kept a journal for many, 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 many years. So um, since 12th grade. So I could, <laughs> I could write a book and uh, I, I keep a journal. It, you know, it's, it's good to, it, it helps refresh your memory. I think it helps keep your, I haven't read, you know, some of the old stuff um, from college in, in such a long time. I actually haven't written down to read some of the old stuff one of these days. I think I'll be somewhat embarrassed about some of the old, you know, you can see how you used to care about things when you, you value your wealth and women and stuff. You just blew things out of proportion. I'm going to be embarrassed to read some of this stuff, but um now, I really haven't considered, but I could, I guess I could easily write a book with, because I, I have a bunch of stuff about my life written down. I could write a book about a, a lot of adventures and um, big, you know, whatever, who knows. Um, uh, Terror Bear says, I'm full of love for all humanity. That's very interesting. That's very good. You've got a name that might not imply that, but hey, I'm not going to judge you by your name, baby. I'm not going to judge you by your name. So um, Marianne Williamson <laughs> I wasn't going to mention this. You just reminded me of her because she's on to this love thing. I had no idea who she was. She was on Dave Rubin's show. She's running for president. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> you can see how she appeals to certain people because it's, um, and it is good to, to try to bring love into this world. I give her credit for that, okay? I, I definitely give her credit for that, but she, uh, she has a lot of her facts messed up and she's into blame and uh, into getting people emotional about things, a little bit of feelings over facts. You can check out that Dave Rubin uh, interview. It was really interesting because a lot of people were like very angry at Dave Rubin in the comments section, like he had done something wrong and I found none of his questions to be wrong. I didn't find like, I didn't feel like they got in an argument and that he lost or he let her say too much. I, I, I don't, I think a lot of people watched the video might've been uh, Democrats and just wanted to rip on Dave Rubin. I, I really didn't get it because I thought it was a, it was a fair conversation. I mean, some of her points are ridiculous, um, but not, the comments were like really some lowbrow comments. I was very, very surprised. Very surprised it wasn't it wasn't the comments section. Anyway, I didn't even link to that below because it's it's not real. I, I played it at two x, but it's probably not even worth your time. Um, I don't want to give her too much credit, <laughs> uh, but again, I she, she probably. I mean, I'm not going to try to read her mind. She does seem to care about love a lot, which is nice. I guess. All right, we talked about framework. Okay, let's talk about eggs. Eggs. I like to eat eggs. Eggs are healthy. I mean, I had so many eggs in Baltimore that I had 12 left with 12 hard-boiled eggs left. And I decided, yeah, I'm just going to put 12 eggs in my suitcase. And I did. And I finished them here in Israel. Yeah, that's how I save money. But uh, but what, what I wanted to talk about, I, I bake the eggs. I don't hard-boil. I, I bake them. And you can get them to this certain point. And it's really hard to judge. And maybe some of you can have some tips where they're cooked, but the, the yolk on the inside. The white is, is hard, but the yolk is still creamy. Oh, it is so delicious. It is this orange cream. It, it doesn't get to that powdery hardness yet. It's still this creamy, liquidy orange, but it's it's viscous, okay? And oh, it is. It, I love that is my perfect hard-boiled egg. And that's why this is the Beyond Bitcoin show, because that has nothing to do with Bitcoin. And it's just something out of my personal life. But hey. It is a health tip. I do eat eggs. I do eat eggs. They are fine to eat. They are vilified by by so many. Uh, and oh god, there were a lot of questions. Terror Bear, uh, BTC Moon Guy says, "Are you following at Satnode, one of the best accounts on Twitter right now? The Blockstream satellite are going to start a new social network." Well, I've heard about it. I have, I'm not following. I, I obviously, I, I, I think that's great sat, putting satellites in space, uh, what Blockstream has done. I think that's totally awesome. Or one satellite in space it is. Eventually, the, that there'll be more and it will help the Bitcoin network even more. And, and people won't be able to fud about, oh, what if the internet goes down? It's a nice way. I like that satellite thing because it's just a counter to all the fud, some of the, some of the fud that you hear, the ridiculous fud. Uh, Casso, 20%er, says, as a matter of fact, the inventor of communism, Marx, never worked a day in his life, a day a, a day in his life in a job. Yes, he, he didn't. So yeah, he chose to go his way. And he uh, he lived off of Engels' money. He lived, I mean, if you, if you can do it, you can do it, I guess. That's kind of like the what's going on in BSV, how the, the big talker 
lives off of the money of, uh, of what's his face, of uh, Calvin the billionaire, because the big talker doesn't does not have any money. Right now. Uh, Jim Jones uh, doesn't have. Uh, Jim Jones. All right. Uh, what do we got here? Tabal says again, how do you feel about Hollywood only making remakes? Has creativity left this world? Creativity hasn't left this world, but in Hollywood, uh, their current, uh, I mean, they, they're appealing to 80 percenters, okay? And they got to make money. Their formula for making money is getting as many 80 percenters in there as possible. So you, you remake Ghostbusters with women in it. You do all sorts of things. It's, 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 I think it's already jumped the shark, the remake thing. But again, I don't follow Hollywood that closely. I only hear about these remakes. And then when I was looking at RoboCop, I, I know they did a RoboCop. It reminded me there was a RoboCop remake. Obviously, the 1987 one had to be better. Um, but but uh, not, there was other some other ridiculous remake. Wait, is Top Gun coming out with a remake now, too? I don't know. All right. Let's see. All right. Here's an old topic of mine I wanted to bring up. And this kind of covers everything. Anti-sensationalism is a key to life. There's so much sensationalism out there. Avoid it. Avoid it. Avoid it. You know, we're talking about Hollywood that's <laughs> full of uh, sensationalist uh, personalities screaming about everything that's going on in politics. Avoid it all. Avoid uh, all the cause of the, the racism. Everyone's a racist. Every, it, it's sensationalism. It's to get you to, it's clickbait. It's a waste of time. Avoid it. Anti-sensationalism. Anti it's, it's something I brought up before I thought I would, uh, <laughs> there we go. There's a, there's a reboot. I guess I'm rebooting just like Hollywood. I'm remaking an old topic. Uh, no, no. Remake and reboot are different. Okay. Yeah. So 50 years ago on this very day, um, the United States of America landed a man on the moon, landed two men. And it was, uh, at that point, the greatest accomplishment of humanity ever, ever at that point. And uh, it's still one of the greatest accomplishments of, uh, of humanity. Uh, you know, there's, we, we've sent probes to, to Pluto and beyond, and, and one can argue that's bigger. Uh, but in terms of something that's totally involving humans at, at, all, at, at all parts of it, uh, yeah, that has to be the, the biggest uh, accomplishment in, in humanity. You know, there were humans that planned it. The humans actually did it. You know, we, we, we've, and from that, we created incredible technologies, which are uh, bigger accomplishments. But again, you know, have, having the internet and having fast computers, uh, in the long run, those are, are bigger than, than, than the man walking on the moon. But, uh, you know, having a computer, this, this laptop isn't a man. So you, you see the two different ways of uh, judging accomplishments there. So, you know, when, when man uh, lands, uh, when man walk, walks on Mars one of these days, uh, yeah, that'll be humanity's biggest accomplishment up to that point. Um, yeah, that'll be even bigger than the internet and everything, I, I believe, at that point, because it, it's huge, it's huge. So we should all be very proud of, uh, of what happened and uh, that, uh, you know, you, you, you can have some pride in your country. There's not, nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing wrong with having some pride. Um, and it, it is, it's sad that there are people out there that try to say, you know, it didn't happen. I guess people are ashamed that when everybody, everybody on this planet looks up on that moon, there's only one flag that is up there. There's only one nation's flag that is up there. And it is a reminder that uh, the dollar isn't going anywhere. <laughs> the whole world, all the countries I've traveled to, they try to emulate the United States in their own way, whether it be the culture, the technology, and it's, it's not perfect in the United States, but it is, it is the leader of the world. It is the leader of the world. And uh, I think there's a lot of doomers that dream, oh, Russia is going to take over. 
heard it all. Anyway, anyway, so uh, anyway, in terms of, again, beyond just uh, nations, it was an incredible uh, accomplishment for humanity. It is a shame that uh, it shows you that governments lose, they can do a good thing or two, but then they lose track of, uh, they lose their goal. There isn't really, there's not a financial reason to go back there. And it's great to see the privatization of space, that it's evolved into that. Because if, it, if it's not going to evolve into privatization, then no, we're not going to get back to the moon really anytime soon. Um, it, the governments waste money. Governments don't do things efficiently. If, if it was efficient, um, to save humanity, we've got to get people live, living off of this rock, okay? So governments logically should spend money to, to, in, in, to research space and to get people living in space, but they don't. They don't. They're not logical, okay? But again, this is not, and I am happy that they're not. This is something for the private people to do. Praise Elon Musk. Praise um, Jeff Bezos. These guys are the dreamers, the billionaires. They should be praised that they're spending their billions on things like that. And this is what Yaron Brooks says, you know, but people people didn't like Bill Gates until he said he was going to give all his money away. And that's, that's the way of this wacky world, that people want you to give it all away. And they think that you're a saint if you give it all away. When in fact... If you the money that you saved, if you if you repurpose it and invest it in new so-called outrageous projects, that's where you're going to do the most good, and you're going to become wealthier too. But still, mankind is going to become wealthier also. All right. Um, so name. This is from Representative Thomas Macy. Very interesting. It came from a representative. Name one line item in the federal budget that a congressman could vote against without being called cruel, short-sighted, or un-American by a significant portion of the electorate and the mainstream media. This is why we are $22 trillion in debt with no end of it in sight. Yep, he's absolutely right. Every Once you create a freebie in the government, a, a program, um, you can't vote against it because the media is going to vilify you. Some little group is going to vilify you. And now there's social media. You'll be embarrassed. You need to fit in because you're a politician. That's the sickest part of being a politician. You know, you, you've got to try to fit in with everyone. So you can't reject anything. So the spending will only keep on going up and up and up. But don't worry, it's going up and up in every country. And the United States is the most powerful country on the earth. So the dollar will remain the world reserve uh, printed currency, not cryptocurrency. And uh, yeah, they'll still be able to pull it off. Again, buy real assets like Bitcoin. So you won't get inflated away. So you won't need more and more in those dollars. But they'll be able to keep it up. They'll be, they'll be able to keep up the charade, as you might want to say it, because people want stuff. And they will still worship the dollar blindly and say it is worth something. And they live, it's the welfare dollar. They Again, it, and it's the welfare dollar ain't ended anytime soon, as this guy says. Nothing, you, you'll be called cruel. You'll be cru called cruel if you cut the budget. You're evil. You're heartless. Oh. Uh, all right, moving on. Sometimes... I fall for the 80% things like movies, sports, concerts, etc. How do you completely block these things out and feel like you aren't missing out? Well, because I've already lived all of them. I've been to movie theaters. I've had women. And uh, yeah, they're good stories. I've drunk. I've gotten drunk. I've gone to sporting events. And by the way, I, you know, you had complete, you say completely block out. I can't completely block out these things. I, I've said it many times. Like, don't, I stopped following the NFL. I stopped following the NBA. But I, I'm still a fan of the Baltimore Orioles. 
Do I pay to go to Camden Yards? No, of course not. I don't pay a cent to them. I can still, you know, check out the scores and everything like that. So you can you could cut down some of these things too. You can, if you like movies, you can only go to one movie a year or something like that. Um, but I never felt the need to go to concerts either. It hurts my ears a lot. I always have earplugs on, on me, so that's why I don't go to con concerts. But again, I, I like learning. I, I appreciate the finer things in life, some would say, I guess. Uh, in terms of education, I like, I, I mean, once you get a healthy mindset and with food and, and drinks, you, you break the addiction. You can see, like, I'm addicted to sugar. Like, let me get healthy. I only need to eat once a day. That sounds like a ridiculous concept, but it isn't. You could train yourself to eat one. I, I only eat once a day. Actually, tomorrow I'm not eating at all. Um, I'm, I'm taking the day off from eating. Uh, I will have some water. Tomorrow is the fast of Tamu 17, by the way, if you didn't know. <laughs> and um, But I will. Uh, I, obviously, I won't, eat, uh, I won't eat or drink during the official fasting hours of Tamu 17. But once it ends, I'll, I'll drink water. But then I'm not, I won't have food again until uh, the next day. So again, it, we're not going to get into the whole the specifics of it. Again, people, if you're going to do fast, do a water fast. All right, do, do a water fast. Do a water fast. Uh, Jewish people on their fast days, which again, tomorrow's fast day for for regular Jewish people is like only like 16 hours or something like that. I don't even know what it is. Uh, well, actually, I have it written down here somewhere. Um, but they just won't. They won't have water either. But then they will have water afterwards. So I mean, it's, it's not that big of a thing. I don't. People have asked me, well, don't you do the uh, don't you get rid of water? I'm like, no, we don't get rid of water unless it's during, you know, Yom Kippur. Um, during Yom Kippur or uh, Tisha B'Av, it's a, those are 25 hours. I don't have water. It's not a big deal not to have water for 25 hours, okay? Anyone could do that. Uh, now, I don't recommend you do it because then you're going to try to have not to have water for 48 hours. And I, I cannot, I cannot recommend that at all. I, I think someone could get in big trouble with that. Um, the, the, what's proven with fasting, okay, is that a water fast does you does you real well? It does you real well, and and the longer the better. So what a water fast fast is is no food and just water. And when I mean just water, I mean just water. No coffee in the water, no drugs in the water, no pills in the water, no this in the water. As everybody's like, I gotta have some flavor. I got no, you don't, dude. You really don't. It's really easy. I'm doing 44 hours. It's simple as anything. Uh, once you build up to it, and no, you can just have water. It's fine. All right, Tony Traveler sent me 20 bucks. He says, strong hands. You better believe it. You better, but yeah, self-discipline. Taval Dakras. Just practice self-discipline and deferral of gratification, and you will see that uh, you can get close to blocking out a lot of the temptations and just realize you do not need to fit in. Fitting in is overrated. And, and just seeking this centralized approval. It, it's it's a sickness that everyone is trained to do that to go to the board and, and, and ask for approval and validation. Validate yourself. Validate yourself, man. All right. What do we have here? Uh, we uh, all right. Fox News has an article that says House orders Pentagon to review whether it turned ticks into biological weapons. So there's some rumor that uh, Lyme disease was created by the government by accident, okay? Now, whether that's true or not, Lyme disease obviously sucks for the people who get it. Um, but whether it's, and I'm not saying that the government did that or not. Um, and at this point, it doesn't really bother me if they, if they did it or not. It's, the government makes all sorts of terrible mistakes. But this is a great filter. I realize this, that if there really is life 
all over this universe. People have wondered, why can't we see it? And are there these filters that you, you can't make, make it through that, um, that kill off these civilizations that let them, that um, prevent them from being noticed by us? And clearly one of the filters that you have to get through is the creation of nuclear weapons. We created nuclear weapons and so far uh, we haven't destroyed our world yet. But we still haven't gotten people off the planet, living off the planet yet either. So we, we might still fail the nuclear weapon filter there. But another filter is um, that we haven't really heard much about is bio biological uh, weapons or biological mischief. Because we are going to come up with some incredible uh, breakthroughs in terms of altering biology. And, and it will do a lot of good. And maybe nano, uh, nano chores, little little things going through us, fixing all the problems inside of us, that, that would be awesome. But these things could be created, uh, could be misused. And um, just like the tick thing might have happened. That, I mean, seriously, it, it, we probably now have the technology to create some type of tick that had uh, something that could kill all of humanity in it. And uh, we gotta be careful, gotta be careful. Um, I, I mean, there's always a chance, but I say keep on innovating, uh, and try to be responsible with innovation. Uh, with innovation, you, you can't move fast and break things is uh, what Silicon Valley says to do. But when you're dealing with biological, uh, you know, do, do, do the Bitcoin thing. Do the Bitcoin thing. You, you build something kind of bulky and you slowly, uh, <laughs> you slowly change it over time. You think long term. You plan it all out. Um, it isn't fast. It's, uh, it's just steady. It's the rocks. And then you uh, build solutions, second layer solutions off of it. How about that? But uh, I, I did it. Just that article reminded me of this great filter. And if there really are, uh, if there really are, if there really is life all over this universe, no doubt uh, some intelligent life has been destroyed uh, from uh, creating uh, something like that tick issue right there. Finally, again, I, I wanted to say that. Uh, Tel Aviv is packed with tourists. I mean, it's just all you can notice at night. When you, when you and I'm going to go walking out there in a second. Um, everybody going to the beach in their beach gear, all over the place. But uh, I talked about the line. I, I don't know in one of my recent videos. Our hope is not yet lost, and that is from the Israeli national anthem, the Hatikva, and it was written and uh, it was based off of some other national anthems too. There are lines like that in other national anthems, but it came about right after the Holocaust. They had a line as powerful as that. Our hope is not yet lost. Even though all the Jews almost got all destroyed, were almost eliminated. The worst threat ever to the existence of Judaism ever known to man. They wrote a song and it was our hope is not yet lost. And it should be, that line is a very powerful line when you, when you put it in the context, okay? So it's just a reminder. It's, it's something that I live by. You never, ever give up. You never give up. Your hope is not yet lost. You don't lose hope. You can keep on going, man. You can keep on going. And I know a lot of people get sad out there and stuff and, and, and throw, fall into doom holes. It's not, no, life is great. Be positive. Your hope is not yet lost. I mean, again, I've told the story of, uh, just from this January when my grandmother was near death and uh, the, the, they're trying to sell her on hospice. They're trying to, you're, you're, oh, the hospice is a great option. And she said, no hospice. She could hardly speak. And she said, no hospice. 
because her hope was not yet lost. And of course, my grandmother's now driving her car around as a 96-year-old in the suburbs of Baltimore. So I'll leave you with that. It is a good line and it's something to live by. Uh, Paul in Las Vegas sent $7.77. I know what that means. To the Fastmeister, my hand is made of iron. All right, Paul in Las Vegas. That is awesome. If you live in Las Vegas, you really have a strong hand too because there's all sorts of horrific temptation there. Oh God. You guys have heard me rant about Las Vegas. The buffets, the smoking, the gambling, the prostitution, all stuff you need to avoid. But most people that go there, uh, they don't avoid most of that stuff. All right, everybody. Pound that like button. Bang that bell button. Be in motion, as uh, Tabal just said. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video, check out the links below. Pound that like button, bang that bell button. I'll say hi to everybody in the chat. Remember, a new show here every day. This is Beyond Big.